Hello, and welcome to the Cubicorn Games Podcast. My name is Dustin Morbido. Joining me today, Lorraine Morbido is here. <laughs> Apparently. We're here together. <gasps> We're doing a thing. We're recording <gasps> a whatever. Wow. A, a pod words. Oh, a wordcast? A wordcast. We're recording a word. the wordcast. Uh, C A S T. <laughs> no, you don't need to spell the words. You just need to say them. You don't need to. <laughs> well, fine. Throw that recording in the trash. All of it's garbage. You don't need to speak them. How you doing? I thought you said we need to say them. How is that different from speaking them? I'm not. <laughs> no, you can. You need to say them, not spell them. You said you don't need to speak them. This says they speak, not spell. Damn. Just say the words that are coming out of your head, like antelope. Oh, no, you don't want that. You absolutely <laughs> don't want that. Hard pass. How's it going? How are your words? Allegedly here. Same as me. Okay. Pachang. We've had, I don't know, a week. <laughs> I mean, that's accurate. That is technically something we have experienced. Yeah, we did an unscheduled podcast the other week. Yeah. It was fun. Todd came into town. Had some Phil, chats. Phil's house for a little bit and hung out. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. Woo. Uh, we'll record a little thing here. I don't think this will be very long. I just wanted to keep us on our regular cadence yeah. of... I mean, it's better to do, I think, with the like stuff we're covering, it's better to do this before we get too much in our heads and we can't remember shit. Yeah, it's... Uh... Might as well keep it consistent. Like I said, if we can go this whole year without missing a day from the point, like, I guess from half the year, from uh, GDX on, if we can go without missing a scheduled podcast date, that'd be maybe a first. I'm not sure. I haven't bothered to actively keep track. Mm, I think uh, we've been relatively, like, earlier on, I think we were a lot more consistent. It's hard to say. It's There's been lapses. Yeah. Well, it's... Nah. <clears throat> excuse me. It's, um... It's a little different now that I'm not actively trying to wrangle everybody. That's true. Like, like I said, that's still. Uh, I'll do that when we get the opportunity. But it's mm-hmm. like, um, you know, everybody's busy with their own shit at this point. Yeah. It's uh, as far as games, I know, <laughs> I know what we're gonna talk about when we have everybody else on. It's like that's true. Oh, how is Destiny doing? Well, it's, not. It's fine. It's whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we're playing all kinds of stuff that that isn't quite Destiny. That's I guess true. I'll. I'll give a very brief update on what we're actively doing. Sure. And then we'll talk about a couple of games we played, and then we'll probably just kind of wrap it up. Keep it a little short today. Uh, sure. I'm always a little short every day. I've been working on um, a few minor down the drain updates, mm-hmm. like laying the groundwork for the the final content update to that game. Mm-hmm. Had some conversations about it. Yep. Theory crafting. Theory crafting. You tested actually, a little bit. Yeah, I play tested for the first mm-hmm. time in like maybe a month and a half or so. Did a nice vibe check, and we kind of yeah. discussed before then just kind of what our goals would be getting that last boss fight into the Handful game. Handful of production meetings. Mm-hmm. So that stuff's all good. I'm gonna keep rocking on that. Um, yeah. Soundtrack stuff still coming when I fucking get around to finishing it. It's just <laughs> it's on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it will happen eventually. Apologies for it not happening sooner. It's just stuff keeps coming up, and it's not my highest priority. Mm. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, we've we've had a lot of life stuff recently too. Just mm-hmm. kind of thing after thing after thing of just something to grab our attention, and it's thankfully hasn't been incredibly serious or like all-consuming. But it's still like just one more little ping on the radar that I have to keep track of. Yeah, I don't remember if um, 
if I brought this up here or not, but we will, at least for everybody on Kickstarter, we'll uh, make sure that everybody gets a chance to download a copy, whether it's just like from a Google Drive the link soundtrack or, or on for Steam. Steam. Yeah, yeah, for the soundtrack. Thank you <laughs> for clarifying. Uh, we should get on the Steam store at some point, and then, like I said, I'll see how many codes I can snag and... Um, otherwise people can just like I'll make sure I'll fucking send it to you personally if you <laughs> let me know you want it and you somehow can't get it by other means yeah I'm sure I know there's going to be some kind of Kickstarter update and website post soonish about a lot of that kind of stuff um, yeah it should be something in the next week or two mm. uh, and we'll keep trucking along on the game I've been thinking about Cucumber a little bit in the back of my head yeah we, just... we've had a handful of conversations about preemptive like development nonsense it's all that stuff still coming yep. uh, we'll have more news soonish uh, in here and by in here i mean physically in this room as <coughs> the cat is touching my leg yeah uh, i've been I st- still shifted around a handful more things in the streaming room constantly um <laughs> that should be good version Three point zero point one point five point six C or something like that. I'm just trying to make it as plug and play as possible. <laughs> so I think by next week we'll pretty much be there. Uh, That's what you said like three months ago. Well, we still have been. It's just uh, so. The, all right. Here's my last defense: is that the thing with that is that before this, the last quote unquote iteration, we weren't playing. Um, Many PC games. I suppose. So it didn't really matter because the whole point was like you just come in and plug in a console or whatever. But now we're actively playing a bunch of unreleased games. And the only reasonable way to do that is on PC. <laughs> Most cases. And some of them are, you know, fine on a laptop or um, just like one of those lower end like demo PCs we use for demoing our stuff. But. Some of the 3D stuff is more intense. It needs discrete graphics. and uh, The 3D stuff we played these past two weeks, for example. Yeah. Uh, which we'll get to in a second. But So yeah, with uh, prices have come down significantly on a lot of that stuff. So I, I put together one more PC that uh, does work now. It's oh, okay. Below me. Uh, it's running. Put Steam on it and everything. Wow. Uh, installed the Itch app, which I ju- actually just learned about this week somehow. I don't know. How, I didn't know that they had like a li- like a client, like a launcher or whatever. I didn't know that either. Um, but it's pretty good. Okay. It seems like it works mostly like Steam does, which is, you know, that's high praise considering that app works very well. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, that's uh, so that'll just save me the trouble of, you know, if uh, previously, I this will be the first PC ever. That's it. It's the first that PC I, that ever I've, that I've built that serves literally one purpose. Like it does, this thing doesn't do anything except play games. It doesn't need <laughs> to. So it's not going to have a bunch of my work shit on it, and it's not gonna. You know, I don't need to worry about a bunch of other weird peripherals plugged in because when I was when we were playing that other 3D stuff over here, I could have moved the PC, which is its own hassle. Yeah. Uh, what I had been doing was just running an HDMI cable like across the hall. Mm-hmm. So we've got two rooms in the back of our home. <laughs> One is a home office and one is the streaming area. This is, I mean, this is just an extension of the office. Pretty much. There was a point in time before we moved in that I was convinced that we could, like, break the wall down between them and just have, like, one big space, which I still think could have been cool. I mean, I bet we still could but, if we really wanted to. I mean, I think the closet space is a little too valuable to lose. 
in mm. both rooms. And I don't know where the beams are. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Looking at this room right now, we we could find out. I'm sure. But... Pew. In any case, uh, yeah. So we've got two separate rooms. One is where we do stream things. One is where we do work things. Mm-hmm. And I also that was commit just one crimes more... in that room because I draw in there. It was just one more step uh, to to do that. Like mm-hmm. one more step that I wanted on the regular. And the other thing about that is, like I said, there's um, you know, you never want to inadvertently accidentally put something on screen that you're not supposed to mm. like personal information or some Don't shit. Don't dox yourself. Right. Which is more, more possible when you're, th- when <laughs> the PC you stream out of is the only, like when you've got tax records technically and shit on there and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Like, uh, you're going to make this room really hot running two PCs in here. Uh, we'll see. It'll be, <laughs> I think it'll be okay. <laughs> Ultimately, like we can, we'll, we'll manage. Uh, <laughs> And in the winter, it'll be nice and toasty. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It'll but be perfect. We're not there yet. It's still August. That's true. That's cool as <sighs> fuck today. But yeah, oh we'll see God. how it goes. It. Uh, but I'm expecting it to be okay, I think. Wow. I, I I went back and forth about what to install on it operating system-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, I did go with Windows 10 just because I feel like it's... Even though it seems like from our very, very limited testing, uh, there aren't don't seem to be any big compatibility issues between... Windows 10 and 11, even on like pretty old mm-hmm. like Unity apps and stuff. But I figured people are more likely to have tested their games on, on Windows that platform, 10. Yeah. So if we're Makes playing a sense. bunch of stuff that's not out yet, I might as well go with that one. And, mm-hmm. and we can always upgrade to Windows 11 literally at any point. Wow. So, you know, when it reaches its the end of its service life or whatever, we can just do that. <laughs> but so yeah, well, the next time we stream, probably, uh, next time we stream a PC game, rather, it'll be running off of there. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. But it should be good. And then speaking of games and playing them and streaming them, we did stream a couple games in the last couple weeks. It's true. Uh, The first one, laptop, come back to life. Uh, Yes, I am old enough to view this page. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was called Phenocore. It's true. Uh, It's a little demo put out by... A uh, fistful of people. I don't remember what you, you said. At least like there were five or six names in the credits. I think on this thing. Yeah, there's quite a few. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks. It seems cool and early. Like it seems like, and I would say it seems very early. That was one of the things I kind of stressed in the, as we were playing on stream. It's but it's a first person shooter that's very, uh, it's very old school. I think in general, like it mm. seems very. Like, that's yeah, that's their vibe that they're going for. It seems very Doom esque with a like expanded ability set. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have you know aimed on sight shooting. Uh, it's pretty run and gun, pretty t- pretty mm-hmm. fire from the hip, uh, but it does have a lot of other movement mechanics and uh, some other gameplay mechanics that I think are th- theoretically very interesting uh, when they come together in a final game potentially, because mm-hmm. it's got the wall running stuff from. Titanfall. The, it's got some grappling. It's got, yeah, it's got like a... Gra- and, and Right, you can do multiple things with your melee attack. So the first thing you can do is wall run, which is... It works pretty Not much with like your it melee does attack. in Titanfall. You just run towards a you know parallel surface mm-hmm. and just kind of jump onto it. And you'll basically just keep running along the direction of the wall for a little bit before you drop off. Um, it's got a triple jump. Like, you can jump pretty high. Mm-hmm. Which is... Again, like I said, that's, I think that's a positive and a negative while we were playing it because it's a po- it's a positive in terms of if you want to give people people a bunch of opportunities to go far all high, over the environment, yeah. but but just it's a explore. negative by that same note as a designer because you got to account for that. Yeah, right. It's just really easy for people to get 
on top of or around or out of stuff, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Unless you really uh, have your levels nice and cordoned off exactly the way you want them to be mm-hmm. in terms of like physical, visible geometry or like invisible, you know, boundary boxes and stuff. And then, like you said, there it has a, a really fancy melee attack that has multiple purposes because one of them is grappling. So, as you described, you can kind of just like throw out. I'm not sure what it'll look like in the final game. I suspect that asset is also early, but it's just kind of like a goopy mass. I suspect it just might look a little interesting in the final product, but you can kind of throw it out a little further from your physical body. Like, it definitely goes further than a punch does in, like, most Uh first-person shooters. And if you uh, push a certain button, you'll throw it out, and you can use it to grapple, so you can touch it to a surface, or I don't remember if you ever tried to grab a guy with the grapple part. I don't remember if we got that to happen or not. I feel like by the time we learned... All the things that the melee can do, we, we were kind of close to wrapping it up. Yeah, we never probably. tried that trick specifically, but that would definitely be a cool thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like, that's another... I'd love to see that in the final game. It's just one more neat yeah. uh, thing that you could fuck with. Um, but you can definitely use it in surfaces, so... Yeah. If you put it out and it touches a surface in the environment, it'll basically, like, suck you towards it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is neat. Again, yeah. it's just another cool movement idea that, like, I'm all for it. And, uh... First-person shooters to mix that up a little bit, yeah. experiment a little. Get weird. And then the last thing that was going on that seemed unique mechanic-wise to me is that in the the level we played, in the build as it was, mm-hmm. uh, there don't appear to be health pickups anywhere in the environment, and you don't regain health like Call of Duty Except or Halo for, like, style. checkpoints, I think. Um, yeah, checkpoints, I think. It seemed right, to be activating a checkpoint, gave you some health back. Uh, but you do regain health by punching dudes with your... Mm-hmm. gross stretchy arm uh, and I, and again that was another thing we learned relatively late as we were experimenting yeah. but I do really like that mechanic I think that's a cool idea yeah it was neat mm-hmm. like it seemed it seemed really neat and then and then other than that it's been it's been too long since I've like fucked with Unreal at a base level because mm-hmm. we had used it uh, in we, game design, we used Unreal 3. Yeah, well, well we, no, it was UDK. So we used UDK, but that's just a fork. It's just a version okay, of, I, it's a more restricted version of Unreal Engine 3. Gotcha. Like, okay. I think it's just, there, there are a handful of things that it can't do out of the gate. Or, there was some minor difference, but it's basically Unreal Engine 3. Okay. And that was the last time I had fucked with Unreal on a development level, so it's been very a very long time. Uh, this was built in UE4, and I know at least they had stated that a bunch of the environment assets were, like, stock, uh-huh. which, like I said, again, that didn't really bother me. Like, no. If you can build cool gameplay around it, I don't really think that matters much. I, I'm curious how stock the weapons were in this build to, like... Mechanically? Stuff, yeah, mechanically, to stuff that exactly exists in Unreal already. Because, like, again, I can't speak to it. I just haven't used Unreal recently enough to know. I mean, I don't know if they even, like... I think from what I've kind of heard and understand like i think it's gone more the way of unity where there isn't really a lot of prepackaged stuff in there so i don't know if like those like the gun systems and whatever like the prefabs that were in udk even really exist in there anymore yeah you might be right i don't know that either i feel like it's that's from what i've learned and what i've seen just kind of like vaguely looking into unreal it's kind of where it's leaning to because it's got like that asset store now Mm -hmm. presumably like unity does where you can just like like why prepackage stuff when you could just have the i mean granted you could have them like be downloadable but i bet it's not like these aren't just like unreal the game assets anymore like they were in udk yeah, I think you're you're probably right because yeah, I don't I don't know that for a fact either. But that was one of the big things in Unreal Engine three is that mm-hmm. it basically shipped with 
pretty much every asset that's in Unreal Tournament 3. <laughs> and like workable, like right. they had those functionalities mm -hmm. already in there, like the vehicles, the enemies, and so to some degree and stuff like that. Yeah. And the... um. The enemies also seemed that way too. Like I said, mm. so the, so the thing about the weapons is they all felt kind of bad. Yeah, like I didn't really care for any of them in the current state that they're in. So I hope that they iterate on that stuff, a uh, significant degree. The movement stuff, the movement stuff that's in the game right now, I think needs work too. But it's felt much more realized in mm -hmm. terms of like here's a vision what that makes our game a little different than a lot of the other stuff that's out there. Um, and I think that stuff, like I said, I think that has the chance to mature into something really cool. Yeah, and really, uh, really fun. And the weapons, like I said, I don't, I don't, wouldn't call any of them personally even close to shippable. I think they all just kind of need damage tweaks or like hit detection tweaks or changing their projectiles in some way. Because uh, I don't think any of them were hit scan, which we had sort of had this conversation about the other game we're talking about, mm -hmm. which I'm less, much less sure of because I haven't played any any games like that. But we'll get to that in a second. But in first person shooters, the difference between a projectile weapon and hit scan weapon is that a hit scan weapon will hit the point that you're looking at the instant you push the input mm -hmm. so if you put a if you put a trigger it basically is going to project like you know a a hit marker from zero to infinity across the game mm -hmm. area and, and if the thing you're trying to hit it lines up with that lines up with that in the frame that you push the input it's a hit um, and projectile weapons will fire some kind of object that travels in real time mm -hmm. in the game and it might travel very quickly so it doesn't necessarily but have to it's be still slow, but still right there. It, it'll still uh it, is, it will still move at a linear linear trajectory at a given velocity, mm -hmm. based, basically. So, like, it won't instantly tag a thing that's a thousand yards away, yeah. uh, necessarily. Much like the old adage up. goes, nothing's faster than a bullet. Sure. Well, in it, But, in fact, that is more like, obviously, real bullets do not travel at, like, the speed yeah. of light. <laughs> so, I guess, in some sense, I mean, that's... Maybe your guns don't. ...more realistic, quote-unquote. <laughs> but In games, I, I feel like often, like, for the most part, projectile weapons are are much slower than bullets even if mm -hmm. they're like have like bullet like properties like they're used as a you know you have to lead your target mm -hmm. uh to, to get hits like you know weird shit like the needler and halo and stuff uh, which that has like some tracking on it too which makes mm -hmm. it even more complicated but yeah I, I don't think any of the weapons in that build uh were hit scanning like i said i think you need at least one of them the shotgun thing that they had might have been but it also just felt so crummy yeah like range and damage wise the the other things about it like the the whole package about it felt so crummy <laughs> that it still didn't really <laughs> i still didn't care for it for other reasons whether mm -hmm. it was or not and i think that a grenade launcher thing that was kind of weird too yeah and i think there were just three weapons mm -hmm. my, my memory serves but yeah i think all the all the weapon stuff needs work and the, and the enemy stuff also seemed like very early kind of stock just like you know pathing an ai is hard look at you when engaged and shoot you a bit mm -hmm. um and that's the that's again right that that's a thing we had kind of had that conversation while we were streaming too that it is such a big hurdle to make ai that in a shooter that is engaging without being like god tier yeah like oh they're just gonna no scope you from across the map before you can even see them <laughs> like obviously that's that's a way you can mm -hmm. you could increase difficulty but i don't know if it's a particularly healthy one yeah um, and then otherwise, like you said, the the opposite is just having a, things that barely engage you at all. Mm -hmm. They'll just, you know, walk along their little path and sometimes sh shoot at you with bullets that very occasionally, like, you know, with Stormtrooper tier aim. Like, yeah. they'll hit you 10% of the time, maybe. So it's very hard. Like, I don't yes. personally uh, have any insight on how to solve that problem. But, because then my, my kind of 
prognosis for if you wanted to try to make a game that was perhaps if I was trying to make a game that was as uh, like fun as possible in terms of just engaging with the character mechanics mm-hmm. while not having to go super deep on building like really strong AI and stuff yeah. would it be to just make like kind of an arena thing where it's where it's more just throwing a lot of kind of crummy dudes at the player and they can all be mm-hmm. a little stupider because the because you're dealing in volume at that point yeah not, uh, strategy yeah. right not strategy <laughs> you're not crafting engagement engagements basically yeah it's a, it's a very different thing than yeah uh, like it's it's its own kind of take on sure. shooting like it's very different mm-hmm. than stuff like halo or Mass you know, Destiny or Call of Duty or whatever. Like, it's different than that, but... Other other versions of those games exist. Like I said, Doom's got a, kind of its own <laughs> mode like that in the modern Doom games, and there's, like, Serious Sam and stuff that are just that. Mm-hmm. They're basically like Dynasty Warriors, but with guns. Like, you're just mm-hmm. gonna... You're just mowing down dozens and dozens of worthless piles of crap at a time. Wow. Uh, but yeah, I think that game, like I said, it seems very, very early, but it seems like it has potential. Yeah, so. it was fun. If you're interested in checking out a weird prototype shooter, uh, you can download the Phenocore demo on Itch right now. Woo! Um, and the other thing we played re- recently, and by recently I mean yesterday, <laughs> <laughs> as of this recording, uh, was Gunner Heat PC. Yeah. Which is also available. Yeah, there's a demo on Itch right now. It will be on Steam. In September. September early to mid-September. <laughs> I think you had said, like, around the 7th or something yesterday. Yeah. So, I mean, if you go go to the Steam page, yeah, list it, which, wish list it, you'll know when it's out. But Gunner Heat is a, as far as I'm concerned, pretty elaborate tank simulator. Yes. Uh, like a modern military. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you're driving around literal existing repl- replications of... Uh, reproductions? Replicas? I don't yeah. know. Uh, Fabricated battlegrounds. Uh, but you're driving like actual military hardware. Yeah. These aren't like, it's not like Valkyria Chronicles. Like, yeah. you, like you kind of said while you were streaming, this isn't like a tank from my imagination. These are, you know, actual tanks used in actual mm-hmm. real world military uh, units. Mm-hmm. Go through like pick an engagement. In some cases, pick like a side to play that set engagement and just bang, bang. Try to blow them up before they blow you up. Or like ka-chunk, ka-chunk. I think that's more like how tanks <laughs> sound. Yeah, and it's, um, you know, like I said, for for my money, it seemed like the whole shebang to me. It's got, you know, the tanks control and the way tanks expect mm-hmm. you. You know, you go forward, back, or you pivot them with the treads. Uh, I was playing the controller, so you would go, you know, hold the stick up or down to move the tank forward or back, and then then tilt, tilt it, it left or right to, to pivot. Um. You, it didn't have like snap aiming, like a like you know it's not like a first person shooter where you're gonna mm-hmm. move the right stick or your mouse and instantly be you know aiming at the point where your it's mouse precision cursor is. aiming, like you had to really yeah well you're pick your shot you're at the will of the tank the f- tank's physical properties so the mm-hmm. the bottom part with the treads and stuff is moves uh, independently independently of the, gun. of the top part with the can- with the cannon on it with the gun as tanks do. Mm-hmm. So to line up a shot, you have to put basically you have to push uh, an input to become scoped. So you're like you know looking through the mm-hmm. reticle or whatever, and then a different input to rotate the tank's head towards where your cursor is placed. And so that'll move, you know, in real time. I'm assuming the different tanks all have slightly different, you know, yeah, movement mechanics. values or whatever. But yeah, but that moves in real time. So to line up your shot, you have to, especially if you're removing, it was kind of a like a like you're pushing kind of three sort three inputs at the same time. Mm-hmm. So you're like moving. With the stick or, you know, 
whatever. WASD if you're on keyboard or whatever, mm-hmm. and pushing one button to scope in and pushing another button, like feathering it basically to like move towards the mm-hmm. your sights or not to move the gun towards your sights or not. It was very interesting. It was yeah. uh, a little much <laughs> <laughs> for me. I will say I more like I'm assuming genre wise rather than the actual game itself. Cause again, this is something we are not super familiar with, but it is a local game. Yeah. And, and the things about it that I, that I was having a hard time with, like I said, I suspect are kind of part and parcel with the genre. I mm-hmm. suspect are things that people who like that genre and are already like, yeah, into those games like absolutely want the game to work that way. Cause I, ha- I was having trouble early on like confirming hits and stuff because mm-hmm. it's not very it's not a it's not like halo or destiny yeah it's not flashy where like you'll shoot a you shoot a tank round and it'll like you know you'll probably see it through travel through the air in a in a game that's more fanciful and and when it hits a target mm-hmm. it'll explode into a big burst of fire oh uh, like that's what i would expect out of a more gamey game mm-hmm. and this was not that at all whereas it you shoot the thing and you know it's like a bullet from a gun like you're not gonna see it yeah. Go to the place it's going to hit. And then when it hits a target, uh, there is no feed. intrinsic like visual hit representation at all. There's like a, There was basically a feed in the top right of the screen that would tell you if you missed or if you hit, you know, how you dama- it, yeah, how damaged it's, it's your target was. what you hit yeah. with your round. Yeah, so it would tell you, right, if you hit, like, you know, destroyed some paneling or, like, hit mm-hmm. the tanks, like, radiator or some other part of it. Hit the guy in the tank. Right, if you hit hit the pilot. Driver, <laughs> Or the gunner or whatever, yeah. Um. <clears throat> so it was very something that I'm not familiar with. Like, mm-hmm. it was it was uh, a steep learning curve in the hour. It so was intense. We were screwing with it just to even get the baseline of what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, not very... Uh, de- definitely not arcade but also not impossible... Yeah. To play, like I said, I, I mean, it's, have, it, it's strategy. It's, yeah, they have controller controls in there, and mm-hmm. again, once I got kind of got the hang of it, it was perfectly reasonable to do the inputs required to play it. But yeah. Yeah. The the other stuff that you might be used to in uh, less simulatory games, mm-hmm. in terms of presentation, you know, is going to take some getting used to if you haven't played one of these. And like like you just said, the the strategy element is like that's a whole that that's the part of it where I was completely lost. Where it's like I'm I'm sure if you're into these kinds of games, it's like a flight sim thing. Yeah, I mean I think it's just, just more of like simulator in general. Yeah, like any kind of simulator. It's just like, going to take a ton of repetition. Yeah, and perhaps some outside resources like do a little <laughs> do a little reading to get uh get a sense of what your strategy should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then go back and write and try to. You're do You're telling me I should have tur- pulled up a um. Google image, Google search for tank strategies, and we could have gone from there. <laughs> Maybe right. Just just Google the <laughs> modern How? tank combat <laughs> PDF. <and laughs> just see what the art uh, of war, the art of tanks, mm-hmm. or the art of war colon tank edition. You got it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that game is uh is it's a like i said it's a, its own thing if you're even mildly interested in that kind of thing i would certainly check it out uh right now because that demo at least i expect to be up for until the game launches in early probably September. yeah uh, so if you want to dip in for free um and then i don't know what, what the monetization explicitly will be like when it launches because i know they're gonna they're gonna like sell the individual tanks separately, okay but i don't know if there will be like a free one I, I think th- I think that's not true. I think it, it will have a sticker price, like a base value to get in. But I would hope so. Um, 
If you want to know that for yourself, go wish list it on if Steam they, right now. If they do do that, I hope there's more clear in-game separation between what you have access to and what you don't. Because that was one of the things that we kept running into. Because there is a Patreon for this game, and a lot of stuff is blocked behind that. And it wasn't clear until you started a level, like, hey, you don't have access to this, so you couldn't... You had to quit back to the menu to redo it, which was kind of frustrating. Like, there was another, like main menu selectable option that was already blocked for Patreon people, but there was no clear indication further in. So if they are going to be selling separate tanks, I hope they make a very clear upfront indication, like either don't populate the list of things you can play with tanks you don't have or really gray them out so you know that you can't select them and that you have there's like other tiers of stuff. Yeah. Now that I'm wrecking my brain more, in fact, I'm not even 100% sure. I feel like that is accurate to like purchasing tanks individually but i but i'm not a hundred percent sure so i would say you know go follow them on itch and steam and then and then go from there but uh, the only thing i remember for sure is uh, like i talked to one of the developers while we were in one of those just like get discord togethers for local local game devs and he said that their goal was to be at least much like a much more reasonable value proposition much less exploitative than other games in the genre that Mm. are that uh, that are just he he said just we're charging way too much for just too little content. So, okay. Uh, again, I can't speak to... I don't know what the conventions of the genre are because I, had, mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't played tank, tank simulators other than this one for a well. little bit. But their hearts seem to be in the right place. So mm-hmm. if you're interested... Right. If you're interested in a game like this, uh, look up Gunner Heat PC on Itch or Steam. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, add it to, to your, your cues of things you want to check out and... And you'll learn <laughs> on your own what the monetization's like and uh, the exact release date and all that stuff. Like I said, it is coming out in the next couple of weeks mm-hmm. here. Uh, the early access version, I believe, is launching on Steam. Like you nice. said, the first or second week of September. So good for those dudes. Yeah. Glad that they're getting a thing out there. Woo. Especially something as elaborate as this. Like, yeah, right. Damn. And we had launched the credits very briefly before booting it up on the stream and there were a lot of names yeah. in there so that this game got touched by a lot of people in at least mm-hmm. some way or another uh, but yeah good for them yeah uh, i hope i hope it meets their expectations mm-hmm. i hope wish they, them well right 100 percent. i hope it, do, it does well when it comes out uh, tank tank and then other than that like i said i think we're just going to keep trying to make progress on our own stuff get that last down the drain update out at some point mm-hmm. uh do some cucumber stuff in the future potentially do other stuff after that keep streaming on the regular should finish tales of symphonia on thursdays at some point in the next couple of months yeah we're getting there like i'd be off uh stream and recording or tape or whatever offline um i had gone through like i knew about how much was left and confirmed it and we i'm we are like in the second disc now which again isn't as much like it's not it's not an even split i think it's more like filled the first disc and kind of the overflow was here um yeah we're getting we're getting close uh looking forward to more of that and then for indie stuff we should still be checking out games on saturdays i've kind of mostly exhausted the well of like in progress stuff Mm. in the michigan game dev discord that has like a demo readily available right this yeah. moment so i'll still probably try to snag those up as they come out but mm-hmm. now i think we'll both position uh, <laughs> position we'll both pivot a little into games outside of the local sphere that are in development and 
uh, some stuff that has launched. Finished is, in yeah. local stuff, I guess. I, yeah, we've still got um, Wave Crash that I still want to check out. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, Steve's game. It still might have him on the podcast at some point if we can manage that. Yeah. And then I know there's there's other things that have been released that mm-hmm. I want to check out at some point too. So yeah, it'll be a combination of all that stuff of finding other fun, new, weird indie indie shit to check out. Yeah. And like I said, I don't know what exactly what we're gonna do with that Thursday stream slot when Tales is done. I still think I want to do some combination of just like using it as a free day to play mm-hmm. anything for a few hours, and that and that in turn kind of gives us more options to pass on that day if mm-hmm. like we're just not feeling up to it or whatever to just like take that day off and, and you know reset for the weekend or something. I don't know. We'll see. We'll keep talking about it. Mm-hmm. Finish Tales and then go from there. Looking forward to finishing that game up. Like I said, it's basically, I did finish Tales. And again, I didn't finish, I don't finish many games in general. Like most no, games don't. I play, I don't finish. But Tales is a game that I played to completion. But like everything we've done for the last like probably four <laughs> to six hours, I have no recollection of it whatsoever. Like I remembered a lot of the early parts of that game. Mm-hmm. But but the this late game stuff, I like, I might as well not have done it for <laughs> as much as I remember about it. So it's basically like we're playing a new video game for me. Yeah, because like I, I, we had mentioned, like we were talking about on the last stream, I think I at least played it through two or three times on the GameCube for sure, played through it on the PS3 once, and now we're doing a New Game Plus on my PS3 save, and God, Jillian had to have finished it somewhere between four and six times, like she has done so much on the GameCube version of that game. It's crazy. I love that game. Mm-hmm. That's good. Like I said, I, I've been, I've liked it way more than... There's a lot more... I'm surprised that, as far as I'm concerned, way more of it has held up than felt mm-hmm. old. Like, I actually think that game has aged pretty well for a thing that's yeah. almost 20 years old at this point. Like, there's some stuff about it that, that's kind of crappy, but for the most part, I think it's actually still, still pretty good for a thing that yeah. came out quite some time ago. And that's why, like, I kind of have, like... When people ask me, like, I've had a handful of, like, friends who haven't, like, really played Tales games that ask where they should start. And, like, my heart, it's always Tales Symphonia because it's it's definitely a lot simpler than most of the later games because it was, like, it was the first one of the Tales series to, like, look like it does. They had a few games on the PS1, but they were still mostly 2D Battle-wise, at least, Tales of Symphonia was the first with a 3D field, and it's it's clunky in some ways, and I, I do think my opinion has always been validated by Fro, specifically, the other connoisseur of the Tales franchise in our group, who always, like, leans that way first, um, as it being both of our favorites in the franchise, but even if you just go, like like I've said before, a step further to Tales of the Abyss, which is a lot harder to play now because it's just a PS2 game and its only re-release was on the goddamn 3DS. Um, even that, like, polishes a lot of the somewhat clunkier stuff that's in Tales of Symphonia. And I would say after that, then Vesperia is probably your next best bet, which did get a re-release on the PS4 not long ago. But even then, like, that's tipping into the, like, oh, my God, there's so much shit going on in this game, like, systems-wise, and it just gets overwhelming, personally. Mm-hmm. But I love Tales of Symphonia. There's so much in it that is just in my mind at all times, and 
definitely i would say definitively it's my favorite rpg jrpg specifically that's like, awesome well for that reason like i, said, I love this game i'm really glad we jumped, so much we jumped back in to play some of it because like <laughs> i said where i'm kind of at personally right now is i just feel like bouncing around no and that's fine like and other stuff but I, i'm i'm glad whenever we have played a thing mm-hmm. that, like it really means some, a whole lot to one or both of yeah. us so having a playing a thing that is that looms that large or experiencing canon. something that's just a spectacle like final <laughs> fantasy 13 <laughs> something like that uh, Someday we maybe we'll still play Skies of Arcadia. That's the only other thing mm. on the top of my head right now that I'm like, man, that game's really good. I know we I'd, started I'd, eight, eons ago. Yeah, because I know I a while, while before we had even like streamed it, I had played a little bit of it and just kind of like maybe wasn't right in the right headspace for an RPG at the time and just kind of bounced off of it. But like I would think I would enjoy it more watching you who does love that game a lot play it. We'll see. Probably similar to like how like you're probably enjoying Tales more that you're not actually controlling it. Yeah, I think so. Because boy, getting you in that Ymir Forest probably would have made you real mad. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> the gorge. Mm-hmm. The, the, I don't remember what the fuck it's called. Who cares? I don't pronounce things in my head. Um, we've been over this before. Right on. Bang. Yeah. I think... Tales. I think with all that said, like I said, we'll... Uh, pull the shoot here a little earlier than usual, but that's fine. Short updates, uh, better than no update at all. And I know we tend to ramble on for too long as it is anyway. In so. some cases. Thank you, Lorraine, for joining me and yeah. talking about stuff. Thank you, Internet, for hanging out and wow. listening. Uh, we'll be still working on our own game stuff mm-hmm. and streaming stuff. And In and around and Looking for everywhere. new small games to play. So if you have a small game that you'd like us to check out or you know somebody who's working on something. Yeah. If you got some info. We're Hit curious. Right. We're at Cubicorn Games on Facebook and Twitter. You can message us at either of those. You can email us at podcast at cubicorngames.com. Yeah. And with all that said, we are going to call it an afternoon. Woo. We will see you later, Internet. Bye. Bye.